Welcome to the new Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Monday, December 5th. I'm Peter Biello. Coming up on today's episode, Stevie Wonder played a virtual concert for Senator Raphael Warnock's campaign. New data is showing the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the mental health of Georgia's children. And checks are disappearing from the mail across the state. These stories and more are coming up on Georgia Today. Georgia voters are setting in-person early voting records in the U.S. Senate runoff between incumbent Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker, and they're doing it during a shortened voting window. More than 1.8 million ballots were cast ahead of tomorrow's Election Day, including a record-setting 353,000 on Friday. GPB's Stephen Fowler has more. Georgia averaged over 300,000 voters a day from Monday through Friday and set a single-day early voting record Friday, which broke the previous record set last Monday. The single race on the ballot, record enthusiasm for yet another Senate runoff, and the pressure of a tighter voting window led to lines of Georgians across the state. Mail-in ballots must be received by our elections office before polls close at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Polls open at 7 a.m. Tuesday. You must vote at your assigned location. For GPB News, I'm Stephen Fowler. Senator Raphael Warnock's phone bank volunteers were treated to a surprise online performance yesterday from Stevie Wonder. The casual gig was part of Warnock's weekend blitz of canvassing and supporter appreciation gatherings, which also included a weekend drone light show over Atlanta's Piedmont Park. As Senator Warnock introduced Stevie Wonder, he explained why he has used the singer's classic Higher Ground as a musical theme during this year's campaign. Uh, First of all, let me just say that Stevie Wonder uh, is uh, an amazing musical genius. Uh, He is my favorite among artists. There's no one like him, Uh, no voice like his. And and I chose Higher Ground not just because inner visions and songs in the key of life were the soundtracks to my childhood. If you haven't really listened to the lyrics, I recommend you do because it encapsulates what this campaign if I might say what this movement is all about. The chorus goes, and sing it along with me if you know it, going to keep on trying till I reach my highest ground. This campaign has been hard work, uh, but in the fight for Georgians, the hard work never ends. We keep pushing, we keep going. The end is in sight, so we need to dig deep right in this moment. But if you stand up for me on election day this Tuesday, I will stand up for you for the next six years, and together we will reach our highest ground. Thank you so very much for being with us. Please welcome the amazing, the incomparable Stevie Wonder. In true Wonder fashion, the virtual appearance from his music studio was filled with the kind of peace and love mantras for which the star has been known since the 60s. Before launching into a patchwork eight-minute version of Love's in Need of Love Today from his 1976 album Songs in the Key of Life, Wonder had this to say. My commitment is encouraging all of you to live in truth, live in love, and uh, there's nothing or no one that can bring us together if it's about some negativity. That's not where we are. That's not what we're about. We must become truly a united people of these United States. You can find the full recording of the unscripted concert on our website at gpb.org news.
Two years into the COVID-19 pandemic, data is showing the effects on the mental health of the state's children. In a new report, students talked about their experiences firsthand. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports. Middle and high school students told researchers their top reason for thoughts of suicide was family issues. Melissa Haberlin DeWolf is with Voices for Georgia's Children, the group that compiled the report. She says survey data also show the demands of school created immense pressure. That really um, rose to, to be higher in the reasons for suicidal ideation among kids. And I think that is directly related to the increased demands of having to catch up. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among Georgia kids between 10 and 24 years old. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. Georgia-born Gladys Knight is among those honored last night at the Kennedy Center. Patti LaBelle, LL Cool J, and Garth Brooks celebrated Knight, whose hits include I Heard It Through the Grapevine at Midnight Train to Georgia. Every year, the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts honors a select group of people for their artistic contributions to American culture. The show will be broadcast on December 28th on CBS. President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and their respective spouses will be in attendance. He's leaving, leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. Checks are going missing from the mail in Georgia. The Dunwoody Police Department reports that checks totaling about half a million dollars have disappeared from the local post office since last summer. Experts say those checks have found their way onto the black market. For a closer look at what's happening, we turn to David Maiman. He's a professor in the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Georgia State University and director of Evidence-Based Cybersecurity Research Group. David, thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. So, David, when we drop an envelope with a check into the mailbox, we want to be able to trust that it's going to arrive where we want it to arrive. But from what you've been following, it seems like that trust is to some extent eroded. How is this happening? Well, unfortunately, what we're seeing uh, happening during the last uh, year or so is uh, mail being stolen from uh, USPS mailboxes. Uh, We're seeing criminals uh, targeting those mailboxes, uh, targeting mail carriers for the arrow keys, which are used to open those mailboxes. They use the keys in order to open the mailboxes, empty them, and look for checks and any kind of useful information um, they can use in order to run their criminal uh, operation. And how does that work? How does one, quote-unquote, wash a check? I understand that's part of the process. What, is, what does that entail? It's a fairly uh, easy and, and simple process. Uh, all you have to have is a nail polish remover. You, with your finger, I mean, you probably have uh, uh, gloves on when you do that, simply remove the content from the check. But that check's got to be deposited somewhere, right? So who has a bank account that wouldn't be tracked when that check is eventually deposited? There are a couple of plays there. Uh, you can definitely deposit the check in a drop account, which a criminal uh, set ahead of time under fictitious identities, but it doesn't necessarily have to go to your bank. Uh, you can go to a retail shop and simply cash the check. So this is, this is really alarming, and uh, I wonder what happens to the victims of this. I mean, if you're expecting a check and you don't get it, you still expect that person to deliver that check that you were expecting, and then the person who issued the check suddenly has a fraudulent charge. Are those people just out of luck? What happens to the victims? So usually when the victims realize that uh, the check they sent to 
uh, whoever they intended to uh, send the check uh, to was deposited or was cashed by individuals they uh, didn't want them uh, to cash the checks. Uh, you know, the first reaction is alarm. Um, and then they call their banks uh, with the hope for the money to re- you know, re- re- reimburse uh, into their bank account. That happens uh, after the fact. Have, have, is that bank fraud protection essentially? or It is. Uh, at this point, though, it takes time for the money uh, to get back to your bank account. We are familiar with victims, unfortunately, who are waiting uh, seven and eight months for their money to be reimbursed. Where can people drop their mail so they can be more confident that it won't be intercepted by someone who shouldn't have access to it? If you need to send mail, I think the best advice I can give nowadays is simply deposit your mail inside the post office, uh, maybe with the clerk or you know the vendor, you know who work in in the post office. Then your mail is potentially more protected. Potentially. Uh, potentially. I mean, uh, there are many stories, and you know, once you do what I do for a long period of time, you understand that there are. You know, stories about insiders and uh, individuals within USPS um, who, who actually cooperate with the criminals. But those stories, uh, you know, are on the verge. I mean, I, 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 you know, definitely there are cases like that, but uh, we're not talking about pandemic. Like we're talking about, you know, what happens with the uh, uh, blue boxes where we know that they're getting hit very hard at this point. So my best advice um, to the listeners, if you really need to send mail, uh, you might as well just get inside the post office and leave your mail with a, a clerk. How is the post office responding to this? Is there something they could be doing to investigate and prevent this kind of thing? Uh, and if so, are they doing that? I don't know what they're doing. Um, I know that I've been vocal about this issue over a year, and we're not seeing any improvement. We're not seeing any decrease in the volume of checks, in the volume of mail that we uh, find out there. So whatever they're doing, it doesn't really work right now. It's a nationwide issue. We have seen this issue spreading all around the country. And the response we see from law enforcement um, and USPS for it is insufficient at this point. This final note, Fred McGriff, also known to Atlanta Braves fans as Crime Dog, was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame over the weekend. During his big league career, he racked up 493 homers and ended with a 284 batting average. The five-time All-Star helped Atlanta win the 1995 World Series. Now he will be inducted into Cooperstown on July 23rd. Notable is who is not going into the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Curt Schilling. Bonds and Clemens have been accused of using performance-enhancing drugs, and support for Schilling dropped after he made hateful remarks toward Muslims, transgender people, reporters, and others. And that's it for Georgia Today. Thank you very much for listening. We welcome your feedback. Send us an email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>